Where do you see your career in 10 years? What are you doing now to help you get there? The sooner you start enhancing your skills, the sooner you'll be ready. That's why AARP has reskilling courses in a variety of categories like marketing and management to help your income live as long as you do. That's right. AARP has a bevy of free skill building courses for you to choose from because the steps that you choose to take today will help you to love what you do in the future. And that's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org skills. Let's be honest. The first place our family turns to when we're looking for a quick getaway is always Airbnb. I know we can find an amazing place to stay at the beach, like St. Simon's on the Georgia coast, for instance. Mm-hmm. It's one of our favorite spots. That's what comes to mind, Matt, when I'm thinking about travel. And while you're staying at someone else's home, have you ever thought about what you could be doing with your own home? That's right. Your empty space could be an Airbnb while you are away, because that is all you need to become an Airbnb host. It's a lot easier than you think, and you don't need to Airbnb your entire house. You could just host your extra spare room if you've got one. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Upswell Marketing would like to remind you that when customers choose your small business, they're really choosing you. So focus on super serving your existing customers and let Upswell handle the pipeline generation of new leads and customers. Upswell specializes in developing customized direct response campaigns and is now offering a no obligation free assessment of your current marketing strategies. Not to mention new customers also receive 15% off their first order when they mention that they heard about Upswell on this podcast. For more information, visit upswellmarketing.com. That's upswellmarketing.com. Welcome to How to Money. I'm Joel. And I am Matt. And today we're talking rents receding, the bull is back, and legit free sell service. Bull. Is that uh, is that like a local country station here in Atlanta? I think it is. <laughs> you had to grab the bull by the horns, Matt. <laughs> well, speaking of, wait, what's the word with uh, 99X? Speaking of radio, is uh, like that was an old like alternative rock station that we used to listen to back in the day. It went away. Evidently, it's back. back. Yeah, I think so. What happened there? I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're not going to talk about radio stations. Uh, and actually, another little side note, I guess. Right before we hit record for this episode, we'd been emailing with uh, a listener. And he just like kind of casually mentions that he is getting married today, <laughs> which was awesome. Well, he, he'd referred a bunch of people in the newsletter. And by the way, if you refer enough people, you get we pay you six dollars. Yeah, we, we pay you to buy a beer. Beer on us. And so we paid him six dollars. <laughs> we paid to buy his beer. And he said, oh, it, you know what? This comes in especially handy since I'm getting married today. And we're like, what? <laughs> so congrats to Kendall. And yeah, his I felt like we were celebrating right there with him. Significant other. That's beautiful, man. Hope it's a wonderful one. So we, yeah, we wish you the best. And my guest, by the way, is because we record these on Thursdays, he's getting married married on Thursday. I bet you he saved money <laughs> by not getting married on the weekend, don't you think? Probably got a discount there on the venue. That's a smart how to money move That's right there. The way, I love weddings. Weddings are, it's just a, it's, it's the best. Celebrating with other couples as they're kicking off their life together. But yeah, you don't have to spend a ton of money. Yeah. And yeah, I think you're right. I, I think Kindle is doing it on the cheap. Joel, this is our Friday flight where we're going to kind of talk through some of the, the most important stories that we came across this week and how they pertain to your personal finances. And I guess this is just a quick one that we'll start off with, but the the CFPB, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, they just they recently put out a report talking about how uh, the different money apps on your phone, how they're actually not safe, how they're not FDIC insured. Mm. 
And who said that before the CFPB? I wonder. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, we should just pat ourselves on the back for a second here because we, we talked about this like months ago, I think. Uh, but fact is money that you do have stored within those apps is not protected by the FDIC. Yeah. And I think so get it out of there. Yeah. Transfer it to your bank account. I think you can be tempted into treating it like a just your like a basic checking account. Do some people have thousands of dollars in there? But don't do that. Get and that money out of there. With, it, with all the scams that take place on those apps, oh too, people requesting money. Somebody asked to borrow your phone, transfers that money to their account. There's a lot of bad stuff that can happen. Uh, so, yeah, move, move your move your money out of those accounts. I'm glad the CFPB is sounding the alarm, but yeah, we, we did it before them, so <laughs> we'll take credit. Yeah, use it to transfer they your money. They must listen to the show. To, ooh, what if they do? What if there's somebody, hey, you We did know. have the former director of the CFPB, Richard Cordray, on the oh, show back right. in the day. So I forgot about him. We got connections. He was great. That's true. All right, let's move on, Matt. Let's get to even more stories. Let's talk about how much people are going to get paid this summer, let's and it. it's going to be a good summer in particular for teenagers. Why? Well, it turns out that teens are getting paid more than they ever have. And yes, it's true. The national minimum wage hasn't gone up in quite a long time, but wages have uh, increased significantly at the bottom of the pay scale anyway. So people arguing for $15 an hour uh, minimum wage, Matt. Well, we kind of have that de facto in the marketplace anyway across much of the country. The invisible hand is at work. That's right. And so uh, the average hourly rate for 15 to 19 year olds is now $14.89. So we're talking about teenagers, right? People who are just beginning their work career. The average rate of pay is now double the federal U.S. minimum wage. And a lot of businesses are in such desperate need of hourly workers still, you know, me- meaning teens are going to have more options than ever before, and they can do pretty well for themselves. Uh, you know, we think that teenage jobs are great on a whole lot of fronts. They help teach uh, some good work habits to those kids, to those teenagers, plus getting a paycheck and learning to handle money on their own while they're still under their parents' roof is kind of the perfect way oh, yeah. to begin their financial lives. And uh, what, what one thing, I guess, one word of advice, Matt, for these teenagers is if you get this well-paying job, you know, you might be able to get more than 15 bucks an hour. If that's the average, you might be making 18, 19, 20 bucks an hour. Mm-hmm. Don't forget to open up a Roth IRA with some of those earnings. Get started early. Oh, yeah. You can party with some of the money, have fun, but don't forget to yeah be disciplined with a small portion of it. Decades down the road, you'll be glad you did. That's right. Yeah. So it's not just teens who are getting paid more. Blue collar workers are earning significantly more money as well. We've been basically beating this drum for years. Honestly, it makes me think of another guest who we've had on the show, Ken Rusk. That was episode 277, where we talked about blue-collar work, the skilled trades. Well, new stats show that electricians, they are also getting paid. Electricians, they saw an average income growth of 7.4% year over year. And one trade group reports that entry-level electricians, that they're able to make a starting salary of $78,000 in much of the USA. Wow. So, you know, as consumers, as homeowners, as non-electricians ourselves who need to hire these guys, <laughs> this means that you'll be forking over more for that work. But we want to bring this up because it's a great reminder that blue collar work, the skill trades, if you are so inclined, they can pay incredibly well and they can help you to avoid taking on just the massive burden of college debt at the same time. Yeah. Joel, literally earlier today, I was getting quotes for some electrical work that needs to be done over at our house. And I was shocked <laughs> at how expensive those quotes were, were coming in at. Made me want to 
hop on YouTube, watch a few videos, yeah. give it a shot myself and burn down the house in the process because <laughs> that's probably what would, what would likely happen Frugal or cheap. with that electrical work. Yeah, I guess it depends on how much you know and whether or not you feel comfortable uh, kind of learning on the fly, right? But you're right. I mean, it's interesting to see that electricians in particular, and, and just, I mean, skilled trades in general, but electricians specifically, according to this study, yep. are doing so well. And I think anybody who who is a skilled tradesperson should go back and listen to that episode with Ken Rusk because he so like, good. he found a Love way that episode. Yeah, I mean he found a way to to not only I think encourage people in that direction, more people, but also talking about how to build a business that succeeds. Mm-hmm. And so you're not just an hourly worker making more than you otherwise would have, you can start your own thing and eventually transitioning to owning a company. Yeah. Make it even bigger. Essentially. Yeah. Well, and, and one of the reasons that they were talking about for that's, that's leading to this increase in wages is just all the electrification that's happening in our yeah. country, all the incentives, solar panels, EVs, a lot all of people the, need an EV charger installed, yes, stuff like that. Yeah. Exactly. It's just rising. It's a rising tide that happens to be raising all electricians' boats. Yeah, and we've <laughs> just had a, a dearth of you know, skilled tradespeople for a lot of years now, too. So yeah. that is only driving up wages further. Why, by the way, why aren't electric boats a thing? I'm not a boat guy myself, but like boats are stinky and they're out there on the water and they're noisy. Do electric boats I bet they will exist? be someday. I've got to. I think there is like one company working on it, but we'll, I, I'm not Why sure how well they're doing. Why is not a thing? Good question. It needs to be. Yeah. Electric motorcycles are getting Those better. are a thing. Yeah. But I've never seen or heard of electric boats. Still limited range, but yeah. actually we have more to say on electric vehicles a little bit later in, in the podcast. But before we get to that, Matt, let's talk about car sharing because if our listeners out there, if they're like the average American, their car sits idle for a big chunk of the time. I think the average person's car sits in their driveway or at work for something like 95% of their lives, right? I believe it. It's it's a nice thing to have, <laughs> a car at your disposal, but it also just kind of chills and it's costing you money when it's chilling. And so a, a lot of folks... They could sell a car and downsize. That's something we encourage people to do, like downsize your fleet and pull that cash back into your life. Do you really need that extra car? But if you want to keep that car, right, why not make it earn its keep? Uh, Because it it turns out that your car can make money for you. We've talked about this a little bit before, but Toro is one of those places where you can rent somebody else's car, but you could also put your vehicle, you could list it up there Mm -hmm. uh, for rent and you can make money on the car while it would otherwise be just kind of sitting there. And it's not just Turo anymore. Uber just announced that they're going to be a Turo competitor and they're launching something called Uber Car Share. And it's initially just going to be available in Boston and Toronto. But I love seeing this, man. I hope it's successful because you you and I were all about ownership of appreciating assets. But typically the fewer depreciating assets you own, ones that are going to lose value over time, the better, mm-hmm. unless that is. You can find a way to get those assets like your car to make money for you, in which case, you know, it's not nearly as bad to own that second car. So I like there's more competition in the space, more opportunity really for people to make money with a car that's sitting idle. That's right. Yeah. So it, it doesn't require you even necessarily getting a job this summer if you were a teenager <laughs> or changing your profession to, to become a blue collar worker, even putting something to use that you already have. That is another way that you can make some additional money. And actually, so while we're talking about trying to make your car cost you less each and every month, car insurance costs continue to soar, meaning that your car is costing you even more money. Uh, A recent survey from carinsurance.com found that 57% of drivers 
had their insurance rates increased in the past year. I was actually it, shocked to see that it was only six out of 10, I, basically. I know. I thought it was like nine out of 10. <laughs> like 10 out of 10? Like virtually, <laughs> who? I mean, whose car insurance has actually gone down? Because mm-hmm. I, like if this has not happened to you yet, hold on, <laughs> because I think it's coming soon. Uh, rates, according to the data, at least, rates have risen 15% uh, year over year nationally. And the insurance companies, they're not shy about the fact that these rate hikes are going to be substantial in the coming months. But you don't have to just grin and bear it. If if you've been a longtime customer with an insurance provider, it might be time for you to shop around because loyalty does not pay when it comes to car insurance. And also revisit what kind of coverage it is that you have. Because if you've got more money saved up in the bank, if you've got more money in an emergency fund, not in Cash App or Venmo, but in an actual savings account, you can raise your deductible because you can now cover the cost of having to potentially fork out some money in order to get your car repaired if it's a repair that's going to exceed that deductible. Uh, But then on top of that, you can even drop full coverage if if that's something that you got originally because you thought, oh man, this is a really nice car. We don't have the money on it. Like we could not afford to replace this thing if I were to get in an accident and it was my fault. Well, revisit that because chances are, if you've been listening to the show for a while, hopefully you do have more money in the bank and, yeah. your, and car, your car's gone down. And, down. and exactly. So it's not a, as much as it would have otherwise. It's a double whammy. Like there are two reasons now that you could likely drop some coverage, certainly maintain the, the legal limits that are required there in your state. But if there's the ability to reduce some of that coverage and if that allows you to save some money, it's at least worth considering. Yeah, especially if your car is worth less than five digits. Like if we're talking about somewhere between $1,000 and $9,000, that's when you should at least start to consider, do I have the money on hand? How much will it save me by dropping full coverage? And it's it's at least worth running the numbers and seeing if you could stomach that increased self-insurance, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Matt, let's talk about crypto for a second, which is your favorite topic, of course. I love it. Yeah. Yay, crypto. <laughs> we haven't really talked about it much in a while. And <laughs> I, I think that yeah. the crypto winter has turned into crypto summer which just looks a lot more like crypto winter because crypto winter from like two winters ago. (laughs) Yeah, it's not it's not been great. Right. Uh, The results in the cryptocurrency space. If you've been following the headlines too, the SEC has basically said, hey, we've got our sites fixed directly on these cryptocurrency exchanges. I won't go into all the details of this, but basically crypto's on shaky ground as the uh, SEC commission chair, Gary Gensler, he's firing shots across the bow. He's trying to, you know, uh, take crypto out of the regulatory gray area that it currently exists in penalizing some of those major crypto exchanges that still exist. A lot have gone bust uh, in the process. But Matt, as it turns out, there was this new, new stats show that Gen Z still loves crypto just as much as ever. And it's the most common investment among folks in that age uh, cohort. Mm. That's according to a new FINRA study. Don't like that. I know. I was like, what, really? I just was kind of shocked to see that still at this point, that is the most common holding that Gen Zers have. Yeah. Well, I mean, it also is surprising and it's sad, but it, it kind of, what, it, what that tells me is that the youngest investing generation that exists right now are receiving, like they're getting their financial advice. It's being shaped by popular culture. Yeah. And what we know about popular culture is it comes and it goes. It changes often. But when it comes to the fundamentals behind how it is that you should invest, that doesn't change. No, no, that's pretty rock solid. And, you know, there was a headline from Vox this week and and I liked it because it said, now might be a good time to consider quitting crypto. And I was like, thanks, Vox, for <laughs> saying exactly what I'm thinking over here. You know, or at least as we've always said, make sure that no more than 5% of your portfolio is in riskier assets like cryptocurrency. That's right. And it's just, it's hard to know what the impacts of more regulatory scrutiny are going to bring, but beware. 
be careful. Trim your holdings if you're overexposed. I get the desire to be in on what's happening with popular culture. I don't necessarily do it myself, but I get the I get that desire. But you don't have any crypto anymore? No, I have a little bit, okay, but like okay. a very, very small amount. Very, like, very small. Take, take a mile of medicine over yeah. here. Okay. But I think there's a lot so of making people... Sure you, making sure that uh, you didn't give up on, on holding. Because <laughs> <laughs> I still have mine. But again, I don't... It's a very, very, very tiny amount. I mean, I really don't even think about it, honestly. Same. And so that, I want that to be the same for, for Gen Zers who mm-hmm. are like, uh, even if you believe in cryptocurrency and you think it has a future in how we use money and you, you think it's going to go to the moon or whatever, still <laughs> just be incredibly, incredibly careful and make sure that it's a, a minor holding that you're doing the most important stuff, the boring investing in index funds and tax advantage retirement accounts. You're mm-hmm. doing that stuff first. That's right. Yeah. It makes me think that we need to do a full on episode on investing here soon. But speaking of investing and what the market is doing, we're going to talk about the state of the market, what we've seen recently, and how it is that you should be responding to this pretty hot market. We'll get to that right after the break. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. That's why you listen to this podcast. And if you're looking to upgrade your wallet, you need to turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. If you're paying for vacations with whatever card is in your wallet, you could be missing out on miles you didn't even know you were leaving on the table. You can get a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade, lounge access... Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Kachava is the all-in-one superfood shake made up of high-quality plant-based nutrients. It's got greens, superfruits, plant proteins, antioxidants, adaptogens, probiotics, and in other words, everything your body craves to feel your best. This is where Kachava really earns their 52,000 plus five-star reviews. It tastes amazing. It's creamy and smooth with just water, and it comes in five delicious flavors. You can choose from chocolate, vanilla, chai, matcha, and coconut acai. Kachava is offering How to Money listeners 10% off for a limited time. I've been using Kachava in breakfast smoothies in the morning recently. It's just so nice to pack in a bunch of nutrients early in the a.m. in a way that's satisfying and energizing. So if you want to optimize your breakfast, your workout shake, be sure to check out Kachava. Just go to Kachava dot com slash how to money that's spelled k-a-c-h-a-v-a and get 10 percent off your first order that's k-a-c-h-a-v-a dot com slash how to money joel so we were just recounting our trip to scotland this is the trip that we took this time last year actually with some of our friends over the weekend and one of the highlights from edinburgh was stumbling upon the absolute best meat pie shop. Mm-hmm. They were fresh out of the oven. They had that perfectly flaky crust. But guess what? That serendipitous experience would never have happened if we'd stayed at a boring hotel. We had found the perfect flat in the coolest part of town, thanks to Airbnb. Ah, oh, Matt, I'm still dreaming about those meat pies. You're making, my, <laughs> you're making me drool. And while turning to Airbnb might be a no-brainer when you're looking to spend some money on travel, it might not be the first thing you think of when you're looking to make some money. Why let it sit empty, your house, when it could be earning extra income, though? It's the financially smart thing to do. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and is a great way to earn some extra dough. Yeah, that's right. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
All right, we're back. We're still doing the Friday flight. Time to get to some more financial headlines that we came across this week, Matt, that we think are really important that pertain to how to money listeners, personal finances. Yeah, boy. Of course, we got to get to the ludicrous headline of the week. This one comes from a great Substack, actually. Not a major publication, but a great little Substack run by Sam Rowe over at TKer. It's one that I read every week. And uh, his headline was, the most popular prediction about stocks going into 2023 has been very wrong. And I like this one because Sam highlights something really, really important in this article. Essentially, that almost no one predicted the stock market to do all that well this year. Mm-hmm. Every prediction going into 2023 was eh, modest gains, maybe, like very lukewarm sort of predictions. And and there were a lot of doom and gloom predictions out there, too, yes, from there were. a lot of uh, places in the finance. It's like, oh, well, last year was so bad. 2023 is either going to be bad also or not so great. Well, it, you didn't even have to hunt for these predictions either, right? They, they informed headlines everywhere, especially at the beginning of the year. But they also didn't come to pass, right? And so I think this is just another reminder that forecasts and predictions are far from an exact science. And now all these these same prediction firms are revising their predictions upwards. <laughs> you see <laughs> exactly. that. And it's so silly to watch because, well, I mean... I, you can't just keep moving the goalposts, man. Like, that's, that's what they do, though. <laughs> that's what they do. That's what they do. I, I, so I saw another table that listed out, I can't remember, I think it was this past week, but it's all the major banks, all the major investment banks, and <laughs> he had listed out all the different projections that they had for the S&P, and the market has already blown all of them out of the water, yep. except except for like maybe one. It was Yeah, you're right. No, it was only one out of the 16. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you know <laughs> what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's incredible. <laughs> but if you had acted based on those predictions, right, like maybe you moved some money to the sidelines, maybe you paused your investing for a little bit, you would have missed out on this bull market that we are currently back in. It's, uh, it's crazy to say it, but it's true. And we kind of touted the benefits of, I mean, it's a great environment right now for savers. But if you thought, okay, yeah, who doesn't want to earn 5% in a high yield savings? But we've always said, make sure that you also continue to invest. Because again, you would have missed out on all of the run up that we've seen lately. Stocks are up more than 20% from their bottom in October of last year. They're up over 15% year to date. And we're not going to make any predictions about where things are going to go from here. Uh, we're still going to do what it is that we always do. We're going to invest regularly, no matter the market conditions. Or It's kind of like Pinky and the Brain, by the way. They always try to take over the world, no matter whatever. <laughs> it, it doesn't, no matter the odds against them. Your fascination with Pinky and the Brain continues to fascinate <laughs> me. <laughs> Just keep investing your money. Like Keep doing the right thing, uh, regardless of what the headlines are saying, regardless of what everyone else is saying or predicting about what the market's going to do in the near future. Yeah, exactly. Those people often sound smart. They're wearing a suit or something like that. And, <laughs> you know, they got a nice haircut and you're like, well, they must know something I don't know. Well, the, the truth is they don't. <laughs> and uh, Matt and I are not going to tell you we know something you don't know either. We don't. So um, I think if you're willing to admit ignorance and just kind of continue to invest along the way, that's going to produce the best results. You don't have to know something that everybody else doesn't. And the people who claim they do, well, be very skeptical of those claims. Yeah, honestly, like I, f- I feel that weathermen and women are more accurate about <laughs> like the weather forecast than actual what the market conditions are going to be in the yeah, future. Yeah, it's true. And 
those come with i swear i've been looking at the forecast recently here more i don't know why i think i've been trying to get out and play more disc golf and i'm like well, the weather's been crazy here yeah but there's been way more sun than than the that the forecast would lead you to believe so yeah. literally that's the thing so yesterday uh it was getting close to 4 30 and there was like the loudest clap of thunder i think you and i have ever heard and kate immediately texted and was like hey you want me to give you a ride home because <laughs> it looked like the bottom was about to drop uh, fall out what do you say when the bottom's going to drop out yeah but i checked the the, the radar i was like actually it looks like in five minutes it's going to clear up and it totally was the rest of yesterday was like birds chirping sun was out yeah and that's probably going to be it for our weather talk for today. <laughs> we should stop. That's going to be a spinoff podcast soon, in all likelihood. All right, let's move on to the housing market, Matt. The uh, This headline that I'm about to, to mention, it probably would have run in The Onion anytime over the past couple of years. <laughs> but it was actually in The Wall Street Journal this week. And it, the headline was something basic. It said, renters are about to get the upper hand, which I thought was interesting because... Kind of sounds like a joke. It sounds like mm-hmm. a joke. Anybody who has been a renter has felt the pain of massive rent increases over the past few years but now rent increases are essentially flat across the country and they're declining even in some spots which is great news for a lot a lot of folks who are tired of seeing their rent their rents go up and uh yeah what should you do by the way when you have the upper hand you should use it and that means pushing back against a rent increase if your landlord tries to get you to pay more and checking market rates to see if moving makes more financial sense this is Great news overall for inflation. Matt, we got those new inflation numbers this week. Inflation has gone down. And a lot of people are saying it's going to go down even more because the price of housing kind of runs on a lag uh, with how it gets implemented into the CPI. So it looks like we're likely to see inflation go down even more in the near future. But this is not just great news for the economy as a whole. It's great news for renters nationwide, right, who've been getting pinched so hard. makes me think my little sister just got a notice. Hey, if you want to stick around, $50 rent increase. And she was like... That doesn't seem like much, but no, not going to do it. Going to move down the street, and there are new move-in offers at some of these other places. And so not only Ooh. can she get weeks uh, of free rent, she can also get a discount on the rent. And she lives minimally, so moving's not too much of a pain. That's a great argument for owning less stuff. Yeah. The ability to be flexible and take advantage of different offers like that. I love it. Yeah. But, but the only people who are going to win as rents stagnate or even decline are the people who push back on their landlords and, mm-hmm. and, and have uh, some data to back them up. That's right. Yeah, I think I saw that the data included some single family homes so that, you know, this might be true if you rent uh, a, a single family home. But this is definitely true if you live in an apartment because there's a historic number of new apartments being built at the moment. But these rent declines, they're also not going to be great for many real estate investors who have made potentially ill-advised, uh, ill-timed purchases during the height of the market. I think we're going to see more individuals. We're going to see more real estate syndication deals going up in smoke. And that's honestly, it's not necessarily a bad thing. I feel, I feel it for, for those who might be feeling some pain right now. Uh, but these ill-advised investments, you know, banking on rents increasing at the historic rates that we've seen and buying a home or buying an apartment complex based on that notion, well, it's just unwise. This is, again, just this is the invisible hand. This is just a part of how the free markets work. And even though on an individual level, I'm sad to see anybody suffer when it comes to their finances, this is overall a healthy thing. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of market cleansing, how that works, right? And just banking on uh, prior results or recent results, 
continuing into the future in perpetuity or even just for the next few years, like you have to make sure you have some reserves. You have to be a little bit of conservative in your projections. And mm-hmm. I think some people were too bullish in their projections. Sure. Just like we talk about, just the opposite. When it came to the stock market, people were too uh, reserved in their projections. <laughs> and, and so, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess the moral of the story here is don't count your chickens before they hatch to, to not be too extreme in one way or the other, right? Sure. So, yeah. and even uh, we're all for investing in real estate, but do it with cash reserves that are going to help you get through crunch times. Uh, let's talk about electric vehicles for a second. Matt, it feels like things are changing on the EV front on, on an almost weekly basis. Like we could talk about EVs every week on the show because especially like when we're talking about the federal tax credit, which has this massive impact on the affordability of a lot of those EV models. Oh, yeah. And every Tesla Model 3, for instance, their, their cheapest car that, that, that Tesla sells now qualifies for the full $7,500 credit again, which is great. And it really changes kind of the dynamic in the uh, cheap EV new marketplace. But some folks are saying, by the way, that leasing an EV makes the most sense. I guess the question is, is that true? Matt, you and I, we, we, we never really have fond things to say about leasing a car because typically we, we equate it to paying for lifestyle. You're, you're not making exactly. a sa- savvy financial move. You're paying for something nice and for to be able to get new, new, uh, a new car every two or three years. You're, you're not necessarily doing it to save money. You're doing it to enjoy the car you drive. But um, yeah, if you know that going into it and you make that choice consciously, I mean, do your thing. That's our that's our stance. But we <laughs> would never lease a car. Although leasing an EV, it's a little bit different because uh, dealers can apply for the $7,500 federal credit when that EV is leased, making some of those leases actually really moderately priced. So th- there's like a really solid deal right now on Hyundai's Ionic 5, for instance. And like, if you want to go electric, but you also don't want to wait for more models to hit before you buy, leasing an EV for the next two or three years, it actually could be your best bet. Plus, at the same time, we're seeing we're going to see better battery technology. I mean, Toyota announced their solid state EV batteries coming down the pike in a few years. So you lease for a few nice. years. Maybe you're getting into a car instead of like that has 200 miles of range, one that has 700 miles of range. Who knows? Which would be a game changer. Yeah. yeah I can't believe that we are saying, yeah, you should consider leasing. <laughs> it's not something that I think even years ago that we would have been like, yeah, we'll, we'll probably be saying that here in the future. But just with the advancements in technology that we're seeing, I think that has the biggest impact on on EV specifically, right? Like, like it, so it makes me think of the technology advancements that we've seen with like flat screens. When those jokers first came out, they were so expensive, so crazy expensive, right? And if there was a deal, folks were lining up at the door for mm-hmm. like the Black Friday sale. You've done that before. You did that like way back in the day. <laughs> so many years ago. People are like fighting each other to get their hands <laughs> on these on these uh, flat screens. Uh, but now- I might've brawled with an old lady. None of your business. <laughs> pushed her down. I can't believe you did that. <laughs> But now look at the price of flat screen TVs. They're a fraction of the cost. And not only that, but the new ones, the technology, like they are so much better than the old ones. And I think we can think about EVs in a similar way. Not that we're going to see the prices come down drastically for brand new EVs, but because of the increase in technology, like you said, maybe the battery technology, if the range gets to a certain point, it's going to make these used EVs even more attractive. And for that reason, I think it could make sense to not necessarily go out and purchase a new EV and maybe consider the lease. We've already seen a lot of 
battery technology development. Like think about the Nissan Leaf and the range was 70 miles. And now yeah. the average range of a new EV is like 220 or something like that. And uh, GM just talked about, I think that's part of the reason they're discontinuing the Bolt for the time being. They've got new and improved battery technology and the current Bolt doesn't have it. I mean, there's, there's a, a lot of lot of movement happening yeah. and, in the EV space. And think sure. about how much depreciation is going to happen to those older exactly. EVs because now they're substandard, right? And so, yeah, I think leasing might be the sweet spot for EVs for a minute. Yeah, it's 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 the, the, like the auto industry has never seen a rapid increase in like the kind of tech. Like normally the technology advancements within automobiles, it's fairly incremental, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's like okay, we got power steering now. All right, we've got power brakes, airbags, crumple zones, all that kind of stuff takes place over like decades, and is something that can gradually be incorporated. Whereas now we're starting to see that. I forget, what's the principle? Moore's uh, law. Or is it Moore's law? Just with the advancements in technology just coming down the pike mm-hmm. so quickly, and it's having a significant impact on the on the price of vehicles. But if you do want to buy an electric vehicle, don't forget that used EVs under $25,000, if you purchase it from a dealer, it still qualifies for a $4,000 credit if you want to buy something older. I think the sweet spot, it's, it's finding a decent one that costs $12,000 because that's the, the basically the, it's got to be at least $12,000, right? Because uh, then the credit makes it effectively $8,000. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if you is, buy a cheaper one, you still get the credit, but it's a reduced it's, amount. It's a smaller amount. So that's kind of like, you have to spend at least that much to get the full four. And those models are, you know, they are going to have limited range. So only do this if it works for how it is that you drive. Uh, one other thing to mention on the EV front, we sh- maybe should have mentioned this when we were talking about insurance EV, uh, earlier, but they will save you money on gas and maintenance. But there's also no free lunch because they are more expensive to insure while the uh, so the Tesla Model 3, it's a solid deal for a new car. It's going to cost you more to insure. Uh, it's technically about 20% more than its gas-powered equivalents. In fact, Tesla, it looks like they're only second to Maserati in how much it costs to insure, which is <laughs> it's ridiculous. And the reason for this is because the cost of replacing a battery when an EV is in a wreck. Evidently, those costs are astronomical. So... EVs are pretty cool. We like to talk about them. It seems like that they are the future of automobiles. Make sure that you call your insurance company before you buy one. You don't. You want to make sure that you don't get blindsided and that you are taking all of the costs associated with car ownership. In this case, EV car ownership into account. Yeah, you buy that car and then you call up your insurance company and you're like, wait, this costs twice got as it, much as the last got a car new I had. Ride. Let's, yeah. let's switch it over. They're like, oh, this is going to be way, way more. Yeah, so make the call first for mm-hmm. sure. All right, and uh, one last story, Matt. We're all about discount. MVNO companies, which are mobile virtual network operators, the discount cell phone providers. We talk about them all time, all the time on the show as a great way for people to pair back their monthly bills. Yep. They, we, you and I, we both use Mint yeah. Mobile. And there's other great ones too. Us a ton. Google Fi is, is one of the best, especially if you travel a lot internationally. But there's a new company that wants to make it free to get cell phone service. Legit free. Uh, at least the talk and text portion. So... What's the catch? Because you just said there's no free lunch. So people are like, what's going on here? Well, you've got to put up with some ads if you want to get this free Hey, this this is America after all. Like we're going to shove some advertisements in in your face. Billboards everywhere, (laughs) ads all over the place. It's kind of part of how we get free content. And you know what? I don't hate it because again, it means we get a lot of free content and there's also a skip button on podcast, which is nice. That's true. (laughs) But text now is the new company and they're going to send you a SIM card for five bucks and every month you'll get free unlimited talk and text in perpetuity just for watching those ads. They also offer plans with data, but 
that data is really expensive actually so one gig starts at nine dollars so if you need any data you're still better off with a with a company like mint mobile but i love that this exists and it might be the perfect thing especially for parents who have kids and they're saying i don't really want them to have any data or anything like that but man i'd love it if they could call me if they could text me and so you know getting an old phone getting one of these five dollar sims from text now turning them loose in the neighborhood you're going to feel a little more comfortable than knowing that they can reach you but that you're also not paying money every single month for just kind of that basic plan i'm with you and i like that you said that you don't hate it and that's how i feel i don't hate it but i also don't love it uh, especially if you're talking about from like from a from a kid's standpoint it's it's the same reason why i I wouldn't necessarily get what's the the free tv with the uh, with the ad bar across across the bottom we talked about that that, telly or something like that (laughs) yeah but i'm glad that it exists for folks who are willing to give it a shot yeah and there's a lot of things i'll do to save money and i will i will listen to ads to save money (laughs) i'm okay with that so if it means i don't have to pay for something uh most of the time unless it's just absurd unless it's completely over the top i'm down with some ads to get that content that i like that i want to listen to or watch for free but uh matt that's going to do it for this episode folks can find show notes for this episode up on our website at howtomoney.com That's right, man. So until next time, best friends out. Best friends out. Upswell Marketing would like to remind you that when customers choose your small business, they're really choosing you. So focus on super serving your existing customers and let Upswell handle the pipeline generation of new leads and customers. Upswell specializes in developing customized direct response campaigns and is now offering a no obligation free assessment of your current marketing strategies. Not to mention new customers also receive 15% off their first order when they mention that they heard about Upswell on this podcast. For more information, visit upswellmarketing.com. That's upswellmarketing.com. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry, the world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.